I just want to let you know that song is over 50 years old and it's still good today. This is Trash Talk Mini Pod for a Wednesday night, September the 22nd, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Yes, I love me some hollies. I mean, goodness gracious. Put that thing on, you know, put it on a tape or a CD or whatever you've got in your car or run it through Spotify like I do now and cruise down the road listening to that song. Man, what a way to travel. All right. So thanks for joining me for another episode of Mini Pod. Uh, today is hump day or has been hump day because obviously it's nighttime and the day's almost over. But Dennis Lee and I always used to uh, enjoy making fun of hump day. So hope everybody had a great hump day today, at least as good as possible. Uh, I'm going to get right to it tonight without any personal side trips. I don't have any personal little uh, ditties, uh, stories to add to what I'm doing. The stories that I'm using or the story that I'm using, I should say. Tonight, I'm, I'm kind of focused on one thing. Um, there, there's any number of things that I could bitch about tonight, because certainly this week has been a plethora of idiotic statements made on uh, news, on the news. Uh, but really, the first thing that riled me early on today, and of course, she riles me up no matter what she's saying, what she's talking about, just to see her on the news pisses me off. Poor little old Maxine Waters. I mean, she was on today. They played a clip of her spewing her usual hate speech about racist white people is, is pretty much what she's good about doing. But this time... It was about cowboys at the border. Oh, let me uh, <laughs> let me quieten that down a little bit. All right, yeah, she's complaining about cowboys at the border, and I, I actually didn't know we had cowboys at the border. And of course, being from Dallas, you know, anytime you mention cowboys, I'm thinking about the Dallas Cowboys. But um, no, she's talking about the. Border Patrol agents on horses. And uh, let me let me go ahead and play that clip of her first. And, and you may have already heard it uh, today. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Uh, oh, that's right. I've got it in a different place. Sorry. Bear with me. Uh, again, when I'm doing these things by myself and I don't have Dennis Lee to run interference while I'm looking for stuff and I do the same for him, it kind of just, uh, makes it a little bit more challenging, but it's here. I had to take this one off of uh, something else. So let me see. I got to turn that up and this is Maxine Waters. It's short. It's very short. Thank God. Um, whoops. Okay. I'm, I'm not doing too well with that because 
when I try to play it, it wants to play immediately. All right, I'm trying to set it up. Bear with me here. All right, let me get this turned up. And here is my friend Maxine Waters. And we're saying to the president and everybody else, you got to stop this madness. And I want to know in the first place, who's paying these cowboys to do this work? They've got to be gotten rid of. They've gotten to be stopped. It cannot go on. And so I thank all of you for being here today. Write the story. Tell the story about what is going on and let people know that they're trying to take us back to slavery days and worse than that. And the children, we're... Well, I don't know. Something happened there, and it killed the last part of what you're saying, which really you're not missing much. First of all, (laughs) who's paying those cowboys? I mean, come on. Obviously, Maxine surrounds herself with people that are just as misinformed and utterly clueless as she is, or they would have told her that those cowboys were actually mounted border patrol agents. And I know I said when she said something to about like write the story and somebody in the background saying one of those yes people, yeah, yes, yeah, write the story. Yeah, write the story, people. Go down there and write go down to Del Rio, Texas, or any any place on the border where there's been surges like we've had, but that's one of the worst places and write the freaking story, but write the whole story. Don't write just what Maxine wants you to report on is, 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 uh, cowboys riding around on horses, trying to, uh, control people who are illegally crossing the border. Maxine, they're not law abiding citizens. They're illegal people trying to come into the country illegally. They're breaking the law. And so, you know, they, they've played those clips, you know, 40, 50 times today, depending on how many times you actually watch the news or watch one of the uh, Fox News or MSNBC or um uh, CNN or whatever you're watching, they, they've, they've probably played it a lot over there. So they gives them an opportunity on CNN to, to talk about the white racist on the border. Uh, unfortunately, as is kind of like I reported, I believe it was last night. I talked about it. Uh, the majority of the border patrol agents down there are Hispanic they're Americans, but they're Hispanic heritage. So, you know, I'm not quite sure uh, how that white supremacy thing works out for them when, when that is the case. But anyway, so she's upset about those cowboys on those horses. And, you know, of course, the lie was going around that these cowboys were using whips on these Haitian They call them migrants. They're illegal border crossers. They're breaking the law. They're not migrants. They're breaking the law. So the cowboys are using the reins on their horses, which are apparently fairly long. And if you've, even if you, even if you don't have any 
common knowledge of horseback riding or how it's done or, or the process or whatever, if you've watched any Westerns at all, and you can see where the cowboys are, you know, especially when they're doing a chase, uh, they've got those reins in their hands and they're kind of flipping the reins left to right. Uh, I guess that encourages the horse to go faster or I don't know, but that's what they do. So while she's spouting, who's paying these cowboys? I, what a dumbass statement to make. Who's paying these cowboys? You are, Maxine. I mean, you think they, they went up to somebody's ranch and said, hey, you got anybody want to volunteer to come down here and run over some Haitians that are illegally trying to cross the border? No, you pay them. We all pay them, Maxine. They work for the government. They're government employees just like you. Well, not just like you, because they obviously are a little bit more dedicated to doing their job than you are, Maxine. But I guess Maxine has never seen mounted police in her 300 years of being in Congress. Uh, hell, they have mounted police in New York City. Uh, I believe they also have them in New Orleans. Uh, a lot of major metropolitan areas. I believe we actually have some mounted police here in Atlanta that patrol some of the uh, larger city parks, like Piedmont Park and so forth. I, I think they do, you know. Uh, <laughs> at least I, I kind of remember they used to. Um, but yeah, Maxine urged the reporters to write the story. Well, I urge the reporters to write the story too, but make sure you go down there to the border and see what's actually happening and not just get this hearsay crap or take, you know, look at these videos that people are obviously looking at and saying, oh my God, look at what they're doing. Look at what they're doing. Maxine urged reporters to write the story and expose what she believes to be a humanitarian crisis in which migrants are being subject to primitive, cruel treatment. They are trying to bring us back to slavery days and worse than that, she declared. So she is calling on those same liberal news agencies to write about this issue. The very same ones that refused to do the proper coverage of the 15,000 Haitians that were under that bridge in Del Rio over the weekend. You know, it's amazing to me that people like Maxine Waters get any attention at all. I mean, she made a fool of herself while Trump was in office, you know, uh, when he first got elected. I mean, she was just out there. He is not my president and all that other crap that she did. Uh, and then go around talking, telling her supporters, or people, anybody that would listen to her, that you need to get into the face of Trump supporters or people who work for the Trump administration and tell them they are not welcome here. And she has the nerve to point fingers at people and call them racist. Jeez. Well... The other thing is, well, 
there's lots of things that bother me about that whole scenario on the border. I mean, you could, there's a number of issues there, but we have fallen to new lows in this country of ours because once again, it appears that at least on liberals, they care more about people who are breaking our laws than they care about those who have to enforce the laws of this country, this land. I mean, they completely ignore the fact that over, let's say, I think the number was up to 1.6 million people so far since uh, January that have come into this country illegally. 1.6 million people. Can you even, even fathom that number? And, and they were talking tonight about um, the, they're processing a lot of these people. Now, Biden is telling the American people that they're sending a bunch of these people back to Haiti, and then maybe sending some. I think there's conflicting reports about what actually is happening. But then other people are saying, no, we're actually seeing them go to cities within our country. Uh, there's people that have been filming them on flights to various cities across the country. And one other thing I want to say to Maxine, and, and, and at least for now anyway, just remember, they are illegal. They're not migrants. They are illegal, and they're defying American law. And basically, they're invading our country. And I know the left goes nuts when, when uh, conservatives use the word invade. But when you have 1.6 million people coming into the country illegally, could that not qualify as an invasion? I, I, it it seems like it would to me. And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of varying opinions about uh, immigration in this country, and, and we're so divided, but we have to agree that we're not going to fix it. We're not going to make things better by allowing people to come over as they have been at least since January. And, of course, they, they were coming across as well or trying to come across when Donald Trump was in office. Guess what, folks? And this wasn't in my notes for tonight. But if Donald Trump had been reelected, this wouldn't be happening, number one. Number two, we'd still be working on building the wall. Uh, whether or not he could get it done in, even in the next four years, you know, it's questionable, but there's no doubt that we wouldn't have as big of a problem if we had a barrier down there to stop these people. I think maybe some of you have seen the videos of, um, or the video of the uh, Texas Highway Patrol cruisers that were lined up. I think somebody said for over a mile that they used it basically as a barrier to keep a lot of those Haitians from uh, making progress 
you know, they were basically using that as a wall to keep them. Of course, I don't know what kept them from climbing over the cars, but still. If Donald Trump had been reelected, still working on the wall, his policy still in place, I have no doubt in my mind. I, I won't say that it, it would have been stopped 100%, but I can almost be confident in saying <laughs> that we wouldn't have 1.6 million people, new people in this country illegally if he had been reelected. Um, so there was also uh, Kamala Harris, which has been, uh, I think the last thing we had actually heard about her was her little trip to, uh, was it uh, Korea, uh, Taiwan, down in there? I don't know if she went to Japan, too. But she's been kind of absent in all of this, uh, especially as things got worse down on the border. I hadn't heard much about her, but a video, I mean, a video of her making a comment about the situation did appear today. And I do have that one on Twitter. And, and even though it's really not much of a, much of an earth shattering thing, I'm going to go ahead and play that just because it kind of goes with this piece. Treating human beings the All way right. they work. All right. What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. What were they doing? I have to stop it there. What were they doing? Now, I haven't seen every video. I'm, there may be various videos, but the video that I saw was people on horseback trying to uh, push back on people illegally crossing. I think they were, if I'm not mistaken, they were right there at the river on the banks of the river, I believe. Uh, I could be wrong about that because I've, you know, I only watched it once. But I've seen uh, police on horseback used as crowd control. I know they use them, I believe, in, in uh, New Orleans for the Mardi Gras because it allows the police officers to move around through the crowds, you know, because they're up higher than, you know, and they're on the horses. So people typically get out of the way. So it's not like this cowboy thing that uh, Maxine is talking about is not a tactic that's used in other major cities across the country for crowd control in certain situations. All right, back to Kamala's useless words. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. Um, but human beings should never be treated that way. And I'm deeply troubled about it. The whole point is that we have to understand Haiti. I mean, talk about a country that has just experienced so much uh, tragedy that has been about natural disasters. And we really have to do a lot more to recognize that as a member of the Western Hemisphere, we've got to support some very basic needs that the people of Haiti have to get back up. What I saw. Okay. <laughs> I heard you once. Yeah. So, you know, she's deeply troubled. And, and of course, those... Uh, Border Patrol agents that were 
seen, I guess, in the video that circulated, they are are on administrative leave uh, pending investigation into their uh, conduct. So, you know, unless there's something I didn't see in a video somewhere where they're actually uh, trying to run down the Haitians, you know, with the horses uh, or whipping them with the reins or something like that. I, I, I just, I, I don't know what they, what they're trying to do with this other than say, Oh, look, look what they're trying to do. Look at the mistreatment. She's talking about mistreatment. What about the mistreatment of these people in these, in these, uh, the, the 15,000 people that were under the bridge. What about that mistreatment? How is that fair to those people? Now, we didn't cause that situation. We didn't cause that situation. They caused it themselves. And as one reporter went through the group, uh, was talking to uh, a number of the Haitians, uh, many of them had been living in, uh, I believe, Chile. I believe they were, I think it was Chile. I don't think it was Peru. I believe they had been living in Chile for a number of years. They escaped Haiti several years ago and been living in, in Chile. And then when Biden was elected, uh, the words out that, hey, you can get, you can come to the United States. We're not going to stop you. We're going to let you in. And there's better paying jobs up here than there are down there. But as one reporter said, made a good point, or maybe he was talking to uh, uh, one of the uh, Congress representatives from Congress that was that he was talking with, that the law isn't that you can come here because you want a better paying job, especially the asylum laws. The asylum laws do not allow you to come here just because you want to make more money. Uh, so it's, it was really actually kind of foolish that some of those people would admit that that's the reason they were coming. So, yeah, and I'm not going to talk about the issues in Haiti tonight because, uh, but I do believe that the United States, at least I know the last time they had that, that earthquake, that massive earthquake, what was it? Maybe four or five years ago that the United States was on the, on the forefront of, uh, coming to their aid and helping out. And we've been helping out this time. So, you know, yeah, the help needs to go there. If there is any help that needs to be given, but not to let them, everybody wants to come here, let them come here. So they become a burden on our system for a number of years until they can be self-sufficient if they ever are completely self-sufficient, but that's a whole nother issue. So that's, that's the VP. I mean, she only sticks her head out every once in a while. And uh, so far she hasn't really said anything uh, memorable on any of those occasions where she does appear in public. Um, so, also, there was an article uh, in the National Review by Caroline Downey, and I'm just going to share a little bits and pieces of it with you. But it's about this same subject. And she writes, in response to the allegations inflamed and validated by Vice President Kamala Harris and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, 
the Nash, uh, the nation, the nation border patrol council. I think that should be national border patrol council. <laughs> the union representing border patrol agents issued a statement Tuesday condemning the outrageous claims by the Biden administration. It said that Saki, as well as Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, made outlandish and irrational claims about being horrified by images that show Border Patrol agents on the horseback using authorized equipment and techniques to deter and prevent a large group of people from illegally entering the United States in Del Rio, Texas. The shameless hypocrisy demonstrated by Saki and Mayorkas in criticizing the agents in the field who were left to deal with this unstable situation without any sensible strategic plan by the administration is far more horrific, it read. Nevertheless, instead of fake outrage, Saki and Mayorkas should be horrified by the fact that agents have been forced to deal with the deplorable situation for days due to the Biden administration prematurely dismantling effective measures that deterred people from illegally entering the country, it added. I've said, uh, this is me, I'm off the article now, I've said in numerous times in the past, Congress is responsible for this mess we're dealing with on our southern border now and have been for uh, a long time. Yes, Joe Biden is responsible for uh, escalating the issues there and causing the massive problems that we're having right now because of the uh, measures that he has taken and that welcome mat he has stuck on the Rio Grande River, on our side of the Rio Grande River. But Congress promised to fix our immigration system when Ronald Reagan was president. They wanted amnesty for, for the people that had been in the country for so long back in, uh, you know, the second term of Reagan. I think it was like 86, 87, maybe 88 at the, at the latest. And Ronald Reagan agreed to support amnesty to sign the bill if they would agree and promise to fix immigration, fix the the issues that were that needed to be fixed with immigration. So that was the deal. We're going to, we're going to give amnesty to all these people, but you need to fix this. That was, you know, like I said, the mid eighties, late late eighties, eighty seven, eighty eight. Thirty plus years later, our representatives haven't fixed a damn thing. And if they can't fix it in 30 years, do you really think there's any chance they're going to be able to fix it now? You know, and one of the things about this immigration system that certainly could be addressed right away, should have been addressed years ago, I don't understand unless it's just absolutely a corrupt system in, in, in Congress. 
but I've raved about this. Why in the hell do we still allow people who are not citizens of this country to come into our country? They're, They're within our borders. They give birth to a baby and that child becomes an American citizen automatically, even though the parents are not. I mean, we've talked about this in the past as well. Uh, There has been exposés about uh, people from China that are women from China that come here that are pregnant just to have their babies in this country and not probably not just China. But they want to have their they they arrange their their travel so they give birth here so their child can be an American citizen. What freaking country does that? What freaking country does that? If the parents are not American citizens, what's the advantage of allowing the child to be an American citizen? Oh well, there's lots of advantages. If the child is an American citizen, then you almost have to let the parents stay, right? It's nuts. It's nuts. And Republicans haven't done anything about it either. Um, I could be wrong. I, I, I think I researched it one time, but I, I, I don't believe there's another country in the world, at least that I could come up in my research, that allows you to be a citizen allows your child, your baby to be a citizen if it's born in their country while you're visiting. It's, it's ridiculous. And people pay lots of money to other people to get them here so they can give birth in this country. And that child becomes an American citizen. The parents aren't, aren't American citizens. The child should not be an American citizen, but Have we fixed that? Hell no. Why not? You know, if we would really hold our representatives accountable in this country, um, you know, these assholes ought to have to do town hall meetings. And every, every time there's a break in Congress, they need to get their butt back to wherever, uh, you know, whatever uh, constituency they represent, you know, whatever part of the state they represent and have to do town hall meetings. So people actually have an opportunity to go there and either, you know, talk to them about, you know, what they're doing in Congress or what they're not getting done. But how are they getting away with it? I mean, there was a time that that rule or, or that law was put into the Immigration Act for a particular reason but that time is long since passed. And now people abuse that in this, you know, uh, uh, foreign countries, people abuse that law, use it against us so they can have their child be an American citizen. And then, you know, eventually then, uh, yeah, if the child can't stay without the parent, right? Not a, not a baby. So then by default, you have to let the parents stay. Real smart thinking there on Capitol Hill on that one, you know. Either our representatives are too gutless to address something that they know is a serious problem with our immigration system or 
they just don't care. Now we know liberals don't care. I mean, people like AOC believes we should have open borders and anybody wants to come here, just let them come here and start living here. What the hell? Doesn't matter whether they want to be American citizens or not, or, or, or they want to become Americans. You know, there was, there was a time our immigration system, when we allowed people to come here, they had to go through a process and they had to meet certain criteria. They had to uh, take classes uh, uh, about American history, learn about America, learn English, at least a working knowledge of English And we want people to come to America. We want people to immigrate to America. That has been what has made America what it has been. I'm not quite sure what it's made it today, but what it has been. But people came here wanting to be Americans. Now it seems like people are just okay with people immigrating here just to be here for their own self-benefit, not to really be an American and be and contribute to the American society, but just, you know, so they can make more money, but they still want to carry on their same, you know, act like they're in their country where they left the country that they couldn't live in. Now I'm not saying people give up their heritage. We've had this discussion before too not saying heritage and traditions can't be carried on within your home and your family. But overall, if you're coming here, you need to come here to be an American and to contribute to the American way of life, not to tear it down, not to destroy it, not to try to turn it into a mirror image of the country that you couldn't either make a living in or you couldn't live there because you were afraid to live there. What the hell is the advantage of that? AOC? Talib? What's the advantage to that? If that was the case, then eventually everybody's going to be like, you're going to turn America into the places that people tried to escape from. But I don't think liberals are smart enough to understand that, or they don't care because they think they're going to be on the top upper echelon of, of society and, and they, they're going to, they're going to be okay. Liberals have convinced themselves that if they open our borders, that all of those people will be so grateful to them that they'll be able to count on them to, as, as voters in the future especially if liberals can get another round of amnesty passed. And they also want to change the immigration laws to make it easier for people to come here illegally and then become American citizens. Let me be clear. I, I'm mad at Democrats. Been mad at Democrats since uh, Bill Clinton, although Although, people, I would take Bill Clinton today over this guy that's in the office right now. I surely would. 
But I'm also mad at Republicans because both parties are complicit in creating this crisis we now have with immigration. Liberals don't want to fix immigration, and Republicans don't have the kahunas to fix the system. They're too worried about getting reelected to take a chance about pissing off the wrong people in this country. Republicans had the ability to help Donald Trump in 2017 and 2018 get something done about immigration, but they didn't. But then Congress at that time was too busy running investigations on Donald Trump and the never Trumpers are right there in step with them. And they're investigating everybody around Donald Trump, trying to get something on Donald Trump so they could get rid of him. Basically to negate the vote of the people that put him in office. And the never Trumpers, useless, wasted opportunities because of these people. Republicans had a chance to, for two years, not just immigration, but to do some other important things in this country, to do something about health care that they keep saying, we have a plan, we have a plan. I understand why a lot of people uh, that are Democrats or liberals or independents have problems with Republicans because Republicans talk a good game and, you know, the, the ideals of the Republican party, the things that we're supposed to stand for that conservatives stand for is, is, is a good thing. But then when you really get right down to it, Republicans aren't very good about getting any of that stuff done, doing the things that they tell people that they stand for and fighting for it. Again, because so many people, once they get there, they're so worried about the next election cycle. And if I do this, am I going to be able to get reelected? You know, basically, representatives, if you're not getting things done for us, you really don't deserve to be reelected. And how in the hell we keep reelecting you when you don't do the things that you say that you're going to do is, is a mystery to me. Yeah, there's plenty of blame to go around. But our Border Patrol agents and all of those other law enforcement agencies and and uh, the National Guards that has been sent down there, Georgia has sent over, uh, I think, 200 National Guard to help Texas. But all those law enforcement people that have gotten involved in trying to handle Biden's border crisis are dealing with unrealistic conditions and deserve our support and thanks for doing as well as they've been doing under the circumstances. Is that to say, like it is in any case with any law enforcement position, is there not a chance that there may be some people that don't belong in the ranks because of their attitude or whatever? There's always that possibility. 
but that doesn't, you know, I, nothing has surfaced anyway, but that doesn't take away from the sacrifices that these men and women are, are giving to be down there trying to do their job when they're really not getting a lot of support from Washington, D.C. If they were getting the support they needed, there wouldn't be 1.6 million people trying to get into the United States with many of them being successful. But Maxine Waters, someone should tell her to retire. You know, I respect my elders. I, well, I am an elder myself, but I respect those. <laughs> I respect elders, and I respect those that are especially older than me. And I hate it sometimes when I think about you know how she makes me feel because she's so hateful. But she really needs to retire before she says something really stupid in public. Oh, well, wait a minute. I think she already has. Come on, Maxine. It's time to retire. Let somebody else take that torch for you. Maybe they'll actually come to the realization that things aren't the way that you portray them to be. All right, so I know I got to talk about the border stuff every once in a while because it's, you know, especially when you have people like Maxine and and Kamala Harris and and uh, Jen Psaki making stupid ass statements uh, about things that are going on down at the border. But Maxine's statement about the Cowboys, who in the hell's paying these Cowboys anyway? I mean, come on. If nothing else, she ought to have to retire because of saying that. But anyway, I've got uh, a couple of Twitter things that I want to play that just because I want to. Uh, I, I found them kind of encouraging because with all the negativity that's going on and, and I, and I continue to worry about, you know, can our country survive all of the insanity? There seems to be more negative than there is positive. And I'm not talking about just with the people, but I'm talking about politically because I still know in my heart that by and large, the American people are, are some of the greatest people on the face of the earth. American people are giving, loving, caring, sharing, supportive. And we don't get a chance to see a lot of that because of all the other stuff that's going on, because the media drives it like, you know, everybody hates each other. All blacks hate whites. All whites hate blacks. That's the picture they want to paint for you. Of course, that's part of the, uh, Marxism plan too, if you've been listening to some of the other stuff that I've been doing. So I I just found a couple of things, three things actually, that I want to play that the the first one, the first one I want to play it because it's, I think it's funny. I mean, 
she says she's being serious, but I've, I found it rather entertaining. Um, so I'm going to play that one first and, uh, it's none of these are very long, so it's not going to take up a lot of time here. This is, uh, somebody called destiny, um, on, uh, Twitter. And, uh, let me play this. You may have seen it. If you haven't, this is destiny on Twitter. Okay, somebody get out the calculators. Let's see if this shit adds up. So the manufacturing companies that create the jab are not taking any responsibility if something happens to you. The doctors who administer the jab are not taking any responsibility if something happens to you. The government who is mandating the jab is not taking any responsibility if something happens to you. Yet they want you to do the responsible thing and get the jab. Now, somebody add that shit up. What's it come out to? Because it's it, it, to me, it looks like three big fat balls of bullshit equally kiss my ass. I, I'm trying to understand. No, I'm serious now. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, I'm real serious. Somebody add that shit up and get back to me on that, okay? Because for me, it, it, it don't work. You don't take no responsibility. I got to take all the fucking responsibility. My okay. She says she wasn't trying to be funny. Or she's trying to be serious, but she is funny. I, I encourage you to go look it up on uh, Twitter if you if you get on Twitter. I don't I don't know how you search for these things, but her name is is uh, Destiny. <laughs> so I, I hope she does some more on there. Let me see what the um, there is one weird one. I'm not going to play it tonight. I'll uh, play it another time it it totally blew me away when i saw this one i I can't imagine some of the stuff that people post uh i'm gonna play this one next this one's just a little bit longer than the first one it's draft of the constitution the first three words in the constitution are we the people which affirms our government and our country was created to serve american citizens and give the power to the people a first of its kind the first in history our constitution is the longest standing charter of government in history over the last two years i've witnessed more corruption strife division chaos and evil and the least amount of american pride and the will to fight for our freedoms and defend the constitution the document that binds us all as one nation under God, a sense of entitlement, victimhood identity, a lack of respect for our country that has afforded us these amazing freedoms and rights to live in a free society, free of government intrusion, and be the strongest, freest, most powerful country in the world in history has plagued our country. The lack of American spirit and pride is what absolutely crushes me as a patriot. It has been replaced by crippling fear and blind allegiance to the system, to the swap, to people who absolutely hate us and seek to destroy our country, destroy our constitution, hate the freedom that exists within that constitution and that grants us to be able to live as free Americans in society today. The time to unite and stand against this common tyranny, common evil is now. It's time to remind the mob that they work for us and that that constitution is not chicken scratch, but it is sacred. Okay, one of the things that I like about these two so far, kind of different message, 
but yet almost saying the same thing, talking about us as Americans and what we stand for and what we should stand for, but they're young people. And a lot of the images or a lot of the uh, stories that you see is uh, people, uh, the young people coming out of college are being indoctrinated into this Marxist theory, this critical race theory. And, and they don't care as much about America as uh, previous generations, I guess you will. So when I see stuff like this get posted, it's encouraging to me to see young people taking that kind of stand. I mean, you, you, we're used to seeing the older uh, groups get on there and talk that way and, and talk about patriotism and the Constitution and what America should mean to everybody. But to see young people, it gives me hope that not everybody is brainwashed that is a young person, that, that there's actually young people that care about this country still today. So I got one more here. Um, and this one is a little bit different as, as well, because this is a lady that's talking at a, um, I guess it's a, a school board meeting. I'm not, I think it's in California, actually. I believe she said San Diego. I'm not, I, she says it somewhere along the way here. It's just a little bit longer as well, but I, I love it. I wish I would love to be at a school board meeting and have somebody stand up and talk this way to the school board like she is. And I'm going to end with that one because it, um, I just, I would, I hope that that gets, I hope that happens more and more across the country that people are going to continue to stand up and say, you know, <laughs> you work for me. I don't work for you. So let me play this one, and that'll be the last one, I promise. Good evening. Um, my name is Carrie Bowler. You see my shirt, it says Mama, and I'm a mama bear. And I know there's a lot of mama bears here tonight. And no one's going to mess with our cups. That's right. Just so you know. Uh, I'm a resident of Encinitas, born and raised San Diegan. And tonight, I'm simply here to tell you to unmask our children. We're done begging in fact, we're done asking for permission. That's right. We are going to be unmasking our children today. That's right. The pandemic is over. The parents are done. We're done asking you, public servants, for permission. We are done. You can all wear your masks. In fact, you can wear two masks and three masks. You can wear gloves. You can have plexiglass. You can do whatever you need to do to keep you safe. But we, the parents, believe we have a choice for our children. And I don't know who you think you are, that you think that you have more of a say than us, the parents, mm -hmm. and our doctors. Mm -hmm. I don't know who any of you think you are. I really don't. That's right. It ends today. That's right. We are declaring our freedom tonight. We do not consent to the lies, fear-mongering, and abuse. You all know it's abuse. This is tyrannical leadership, mm. poor leadership. Mm. None of you are willing to stand up for our children. This is why we are all here tonight, because we're fed up. We're done asking permission. We're done playing games. The pandemic is over. We are done, Andre. We're done. That's right. See the chairs that you're sitting in? We own those chairs. Mm -hmm. See these lights? We pay for the lights, mm -hmm. not you. And 
want to let you know, Emily, you're up in 2022. Greg, you're up in 2022. Marla, you're up in 2022. And Jody, you're up in 2024. I know that myself, I would love to run for school. Okay, so so what I love about that is is the end where she's telling them one that you know you don't own those chairs you're sitting in, you don't own those lights, we own those, they belong to us, we pay for those. Now, technically, those people uh, pay for them as well, the officials at school, because as, as long as you pay taxes, but her point was, you know, it's, it's more theirs. They pay for more of it than, than the people sitting in those chairs, but that she intends, she's pointed to specific people and said, you know, you're up for reelection next year. I love that. Cause she's putting them on notice that, she and and the people that are stand with her are going to work to replace those people on the school board. And then she at the end talked about even, you know, possibly running herself. So what I like about that is that that's what we need to be doing with our representatives. That's what we need to be doing with, with the people that we elect to the house, the people we elect to the Senate and not just, not in just in Washington, DC, but in our state as well. In our various States, we need to tell those people, we don't have to, you know, you're not our boss. We're your boss. We decide what gets done. We decide how things should be. We put you in that office so you can convey that and vote on that and help bring that to reality. So I love it. I love it. She's, she's telling him we're going to work to get rid of y'all's ass. And if more people would do that on every level of government, city, state, federal, hold these people accountable, stand up. The people that you vote for, if they're not doing what you expect them to do, don't send them back. Do not vote for them year after year. I don't know how in the hell Joe Biden stayed in, 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 in politics as long as he did stayed in the Senate as long as he did. How in the hell did this guy keep getting reelected? And of course, everybody who has listened to Trash Talk any length of time knows that I'm an avid supporter of term limits. Of course, no one in Congress is ever going to vote for that. They're not going to vote to get rid of their job. But you know what? If they were worthwhile people and really cared about this country and cared about the survival of this country and the health of this country, they would want Congress to turn over. We need new people coming in to those offices periodically. We don't need the same 
people in there for 40 and 50 years it or, or, or 30 and 40 years. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because at some point these people have been there so long that they care more about their job than they care about doing the job for the people that sent them there. And we don't remind them enough that you work for us. You don't tell me how I'm going to live my life. I tell you what you're supposed to vote on. I tell you how you're supposed to vote. We don't hold them accountable, people. We do not hold them accountable. I'm not saying every one of them is worthless. I'm not saying that there are not people there who do not care about the job they do and, and that there are not people there that, that don't try really hard, but they're outnumbered. But this thing... This thing about not having term limits is insane. It's insane for somebody to be a career politician in, in Washington, D.C., a career senator, a career representative. It's nuts. But they're never going to change it if the American people don't demand that it gets changed. And if we don't change some of these things soon, there's going to come a time when we will not be able to change it. But I am encouraged. I do feel good by those three little clips that I played for you because I know there's more people like that out there than we see. So every time I do see something like that, I have hope. Because as long as there's people like that with that kind of heart and that kind of thought process, and, and they're willing to stand up and put their face out front and say, we're not going to stand for this, there is hope in this country. There is hope, hope, hope to fight against people like Joe Biden and AOC and Khalid, Nancy Pelosi. And so on and on and on. I don't know if there's much hope for California because they, they kept they kept Gavin Newsom in there. But the rest of us, we should take heart. But we also need to start standing up like these other people and make our voices heard, make our faces seen and say, We've got your number, and we're going to work to get rid of your ass. You're not going to drag this country into the dirt anymore. All right. Remember, if you like this or any of the Trice Talk family podcasts, please be sure to hit the follow button on whatever media that you are listening to this podcast or any of our podcasts. Um. Um, Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> just, I was trying to get over to my, 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 uh, my music music selection there, and then I got the lady giving the speech again. Sorry about that. Um, I think I mentioned last night, but if I didn't, uh, Dennis Lee and I have talked, and uh, 
we we've put it in our schedule. I think that we're going to be able to do a Tristalk episode on Sunday night together. Um, don't know whether it'll be live yet or not. We typically don't do live on Sunday, but since we haven't done one together in a couple of weeks, uh, I'd say that's a possibility. So uh, stay tuned. I'll let you know at least by um, either Friday night or, or certainly Saturday night whether or not we'll be doing a live uh, show on uh, Sunday night. And uh, let's see. Uh, of course, I'll be doing another mini pod tomorrow night and then Friday night as well. Um, and I believe that's pretty much it. We'll give you an update on the uh, Mark Levin book contest. On I'll try to do an update on Friday. And uh, like I said, we still have uh, a few copies left to give away of his book, American Marxism. So uh, we're eager to get that back in full swing. And I guess that's pretty much it. All right. So until next time, keep your eyes open and your mind sharp. Stay safe, everybody. Don't go changing to try to please me. You never let me down before. Mm-hmm. Don't imagine. You're too familiar And I don't see you anymore I would not leave you In times of trouble We never could have come this far I took the good times I'll take the bad times i take you just the way you are Don't go trying Some new fashion Don't change the color of your hair Always have my unspoken passion Although I might not seem to care I don't want clever conversation Never want to work at all I just want someone I can talk to